Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Thursday afternoon, everyone. Kip Herridge here with your daily VRA Investing Podcast. Bit of a mixed day on Wall Street today. Dow Jones closing down 80 points, <clears throat> excuse me, at 27,896. S&P 500 also down right at about two-tenths of 1%, down six points, not much there. I went on the day. Today was NASDAQ. Excuse me, had been up as much as 130 points today uh, before uh, going negative and finally finishing up 30 points. NASDAQ came with just an inch today of hitting another intraday all-time high. Of course, as Tyler covered yesterday, I believe we had five sectors yesterday that uh, hit intraday all-time highs or closed at all-time highs yesterday. NASDAQ just short of that today, again, up 30 points at 11,042. And finally, Russell 2000 down three points at 1579. Uh, you know, one of the things that uh, is a little <clears throat> has, has investors a little bit on edge, if you will, is what's happening in interest rates. And we're seeing it uh, start to percolate a little bit uh, underneath the markets here. And why not? Uh, look at the 10 year. Just uh, 10 days ago, the 10 year yield was 0.51%. Flash forward to today, 10 year yield now is 0.71%. Now, look. <clears throat> This, these are still very tiny rates, still below 1% on the 10-year. But that is a 41% move higher in the 10-year yield in 10 days. That's, that's why it's getting some attention. What was interesting today was that the sector that should benefit the most from higher rates, and there's really one primary sector that apparently, yeah, from what we're told from the Wall Street gurus, uh, loves higher rates, and that's bank stocks. They did not benefit today. Uh, matter of fact, they've given back a lot of their gains that they had uh, as this rotation began to uh, to move forward in the markets. But the BKX, the bank index today, closed down to sharp 1.6% today. Uh, no, no, uh, no love there at all for the bank stocks from higher yields. We find that interesting. And, you know, we're starting to get some, as far as the, the VRA works here, we're starting to get some concerns. Look, when the market's at all-time highs, S&P 500 is almost there. NASDAQ already there. Dow Jones, what's about uh, 1,400 points away from all-time highs. You know, all these sectors hitting new all-time highs. That's not a reason to be bearish. It's just not. Uh, but, you know, because new highs tend to beget new highs. And so uh, there's no resistance. The, 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 the path of least resistance is higher when new all-time highs take place. So we're not at all uh, sounding a tone of bearishness here. But when you look at the fundamental side of what's happening and start thinking about what might investors be worried about over the next two and a half months headed into the election, that wall of worry is building. Now, maybe this market is just going to use that wall of worry and keep going straight up. Maybe the parabolic move higher continues. But it at least makes sense to pay attention to the fundamentals. At least that's how we operate here. So, again, if rates continue to move higher, that's going to continue to get some attention. Uh, will the Dems agree to a stimulus bill? Uh, we'll call it phase four of the CARES Act. Or, as it looks now, will there just be a complete impasse with no additional support to uh, taxpayers that really do need it and business owners that really do need this, and states, by the way, and cities, municipalities? Will any additional stimulus be forthcoming, or will Trump just have to continue to rely on executive orders, which, which by the way, we have no problem with that. Bypass, bypass the middlemen altogether, these uh, Congress people looking for pork to throw into their stimulus uh, request, 
bypass them together altogether, go right to the American people with executive order after executive order. We're, we're, we're in complete uh, lockstep on that with the president. And remember, during Barack Obama's time, he only signed 276 executive orders, including DACA, which, uh, by the way, the Supreme Court ratified. So uh, Trump has got all the power in the world to issue more executive orders to get money where it's needed. We endorse him for that fully. But again, the markets are paying attention as to whether or not the economy is going to get the stimulus it has been expecting. Also, the internals, we'll cover that just more in just a moment, but the internals have been weaker of late, really just of uh, just the last two, three days, really. It's nothing we're sounding alarm about, but it does have our attention to, to a slight degree here. And finally, the, the talk that's building now about stagflation. You know, are we going to go into another era like the late 70s, early 80s with Carter and Reagan uh, when uh, we had interest rates uh, because Paul Volcker had to do something about surging inflation, which is really stagflation, a stagnant economy with near hyperinflation? How do you deal with that? You deal with it the way Paul Volcker did, by jacking up interest rates. The Federal Reserve chair at the time jacked up rates to 15, 20 percent to get a, a stranglehold on inflation, which then allowed the economy to really flourish. But when you see rates moving higher like this, and when you see the CPI increasing like it's been increasing, consumer price index, you see gold and silver doing what they're doing. Why do gold and silver go higher? Why are they of, why are they of value? Because of the ultimate store of value against inflation. So it should be no mystery to anyone why gold and silver have been skyrocketing higher than they did again today, by the way. Because they are, they are telling you as a discounting mechanism that we have a future with a lot of inflation built into it. I, I don't think that's really a mystery to anyone. But that's really – that's what we see here. And it's, the question is how is the market going to handle rising inflation in an economy that could be stagnating? Uh, we'll cover that more in the future. Uh, let's see. Let's take a look under the hood today at those internals. Tell you what happened today here. Uh, again – Mixed to negative, no great shakes here, but I will point out that uh, even with the NASDAQ up uh, again today, 30 points, yesterday it was up over 200, 230 points, and the internals were mixed to negative there as well, or I should say at least mixed. We saw it again today. Advanced decline was negative for NASDAQ, negative for NYSE, uh, and then uh, also NYSE, we had about a billion more uh, dollars worth of shares that were uh, uh, declining today than advancing while NASDAQ was flat, but again, the, the, the stellar, the, the singular stellar internal indicator we've had for some time now has been new 52-week highs to lows, came in today at 161 new 52-week highs to just 21 new 52-week lows. That is a sign the market's broadening. We'd like these internals to start acting better, though. In our sector watch today, of the 11 S&P 500 sectors, Nine finished lower on the day. About what you think in a day like this. Uh, energy led the way down 2%. Real estate down 1.2%. Also, again, rising rates, not great for real estate, not great for, uh, for mortgage rates. Industrials down 6 cents to 1%. And again, financials down 6 cents to 1% as well. No, no real winners today. Technology flat. Communication services up 3 tenths to 1% after hitting a new all-time high just yesterday. Uh, let's look at our uh, commodity watch today. As we said earlier, the shakeout, we've covered this a lot here, but as you know, we're big bulls on precious metals, especially the miners, have been for some time. 
and uh, we're not about to change our tune there. The shakeout that just took place this week, again, th- th- this is the kind of a hallmark uh, a, a sign of a of a parabolic move higher in any market, but it just happened happened to happen in, in gold and silver and precious metals. Had this huge shakeout over really a day and a half, where, by the way, if you are a fan of uh, Fibonacci retraces, we just had a near perfect 50% Fibonacci retrace in gold, silver, uh, uh, and the two primary mining ETFs, GDX and GDXJ, all four of those had an almost perfect Fibonacci retrace of 50%. Technically, that's significant. What's more significant is the move higher that's taken place since that 50% retrace. This is what technicians really look for uh, to study movements of these various Fibonacci retrace uh, levels and uh, see if they hold. If not, we're going lower. So they held, and now we bounced up straight off it. Again, near perfection. Love, love that. Uh, gold today. Finishing up $12 an ounce at $19.61 an ounce. Silver up a big $1.40 an ounce at $27.37. That's a 5.3% move higher. Oil today finishing slightly lower, down 31 cents a barrel at $42.36. And finally for today, Bitcoin, very quiet day, down $6 at $11,570. Folks, hope you had a great day. We'll look forward to seeing you back here again tomorrow after the close. Please join us at VRAinsider.com. Again, VRAinsider.com.